All right, and looks like we are live. Uh, welcome, anybody that's going to be able to uh, to jump on same time with us. I think Frank uh, is maybe just looks like about thirty seconds behind me here, but want to go ahead and jump on today. Uh, we're obviously jumping into NACO National Association of Co Living Operators, the NACO podcast live here. Uh, my uh, my co-host Frank Bell. And I uh, today are going to be more speaking around what deals we're currently working on. Uh, we're going to be talking about where we're at in the process. I'm actually sitting here uh, in one of my rentals in Fort Worth as we speak at per the uh, the drywall and, and framing behind me. <laughs> we're uh, we're still midway uh, to to go here uh, as far as that goes. We've got oh, it looks like Frank's joining us. We've got doors and trim and you know mud and all that happening tomorrow, uh, so we're coming right along. But thought it would be fun to obviously be sitting here, uh, actually in one of the rentals, and I'm going to cover. I think his internet's having an issue. I'm going to cover uh, this deal uh, in particular to start off with, and then I th I think that Frank is actually sitting uh, in his house as well, where he's also finishing some renovations um, and is going to be able to jump in also. So let me go ahead and just add him to the stage here. Frank, are you with us? How's everybody doing today? Good, good. How's your, is your internet doing okay over there? Can you hear me clearly? Yes, sir. Just making sure. <laughs> here at the, uh, at one of my investment properties, actually. Excellent. That and that was all you missed. Is I was just giving people an intro. We thought it would be fun to obviously be sitting in our investment properties, you know, kind of mid renovations, just talking about what deals we're currently working on. So, Frank, do you want to jump into yours first, or do you want me to go ahead and cover this one? I'll go over mine. What I got going on here. Cool. Uh, house in San Antonio, and I bought this uh, two days before the auction in September. Um, I bought it as a pre foreclosure. I bought it subject to. And I got a good deal on it with a low interest rate. And so I'm here in the kitchen right now, but right behind me used to be the living room. And so I basically boxed in the living room as an extra room. And um, so the wall and this, this whole hallway used to be the living room. And I put a, a, a key code on the door so that, um, the the tenant can you know get in and out without a problem and I furnished uh, this house. This is the master bedroom, so it's furnished. It's a furnished room. This one will bring eight hundred dollars a month, um, and it's got a you know a, a, a nice big master bath. Um, and we've also gone into the garage. We built a great room upstairs, right, into another bedroom. So this the house this house is going to have a total of eight bedrooms. Um, this is the uh, kitchen, and so here in the kitchen, I've uh, actually set up a breakfast table and a couch. Oh, the couch is here, and there'll be a TV in here as well. And you know, furnished it with a few things like uh, artwork on the wall. <laughs> there we go. Nice pots and you know all the stuff that's needed for some of you live here um and then the garage uh so in the garage i've what i've done is so far is i've drywalled over where the garage door used to be 
and I've made it one big room, but over the next few days, it's gonna be turned into two different bedrooms for a total of eight bedrooms in here. That's awesome. That's awesome. And what was the, what was the interest rate on this one? <clears throat> oh, you might've fell off here. Let's see. You with me? Guess I lost read there. Yep, you uh, you fell off there. Can anyway, you hear me now? This property is yeah. uh, 4.1%, and my PITI on it is 1,800, 1,800, and uh, the total gross rent is going to be close to 5,000. So there's 3,000 to meet on the bone before expenses, right? So it's a good cash flowing property. It's turned out well. I've already got three tenants in here, and I'll have another two over the next few days, so five total. That's terrific. That's awesome. Um, and I guess anybody that's like just starting their first go around with doing something like this, is there something that you wish you would have known before you started this? Um, you know, you just got to do, you got to learn by doing it, right? So if, if somebody's just getting started, you just do your first one and do it all, you know, and go, through, what I would say is to go through every little detail, at least on the first one yourself, right? So you, at least you know what to tell other folks to do, or, or you know you have a lot of people that will come onto your team eventually. But in the beginning, you have to do everything, all the things. And so in the beginning, you need to know all the details, right? And so in the, on the first house that you do, I would suggest going through every little detail and making sure you understand what, what needs to be done to do it properly. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, there's, I feel like I started with a, a, num a few checklists when I first started getting going. I mean, and honestly, it was like, Hey, I'm going to bet on myself. I know that I can make this cash flow. I know if I can get better returns doing this, then, you know, obviously a lot of opportunity opens up later on. I just, I knew that I could figure it out. But as far as checklists, I was only thinking like shopping checklists, uh, you know, maybe to the extent of like a move in checklist. I wasn't thinking along the terms of kind of some of the stuff that you and I are talking about now, like punch lists as far as, uh, you know, renovating and, and adding a bedroom, you know, what kinds of things, I mean, now I'm starting to furnish my bedroom, what kinds of things uh, constitute like a complete bedroom, right? Uh, what, what, what is considered a complete uh, furnishing of the other common areas, whether you have an outside area, an inside area, things in the kitchen, um, initial cleaning supplies that you may put in, whatever else. I wasn't thinking along the lines of punch lists for uh, move in, move out, uh, checklist, things like that. So you definitely, you know, you got to, like Frank said, you just got to start by doing. Um, but, you know, obviously the more things you can anticipate, the fewer surprises you can have as far as, you know, kind of initial expenses going into it for the first time. One thing I'll say, you know, even on the first one is that you're going to start to, you know, you need to put together a shopping list and actually shop for the, the things that you're buying. Like, for example, in this house, I had to buy eight, um, no, actually a total of 10 electric uh, key code doorknobs, right? And Home Depot, those doorknobs are sell for $140 or $120. And I bought a package of like 10 of them on Amazon for $40 each. And that was a considerable savings, you know, on the, it, just in that component. And another thing that I've done is the ceiling fans. When you're adding rooms and you have to add the ceiling fans, maybe you're adding two or three ceiling fans to a house. At Home Depot, you might pay 150 or 200 for a ceiling fan and get them on eBay for like 75 or $60 even. Definitely. Um, I, I know that um, 
depending on how big the rooms are that you're framing out to size wise, I know that some of the smaller ones are often on sale um, at, at Lowe's or Home Depot. Sometimes you can find them on clearance, but you know, Amazon's always a good one. Where you're just like, ah, I know, I know when it's going to get here. I can kind of plan that out with the rest of my flow of things. So save money as well, right? It's, it's usually considerably cheaper, you know, with the exception of buying used things on like Facebook marketplace, like furniture, which might be a good option, you know, if someone's getting started for the first time, is instead of buying new mattresses and new beds and new tables and chairs and everything that you need to buy, um, even the pictures, everything, buy it on Facebook Marketplace. It's actually quite, you're going to cut your expenses in half for furnishings. Yeah, the only the only th caveat I would throw to that is, you know, if that's your first go around and you're saving money on furniture and you're willing to drive around and pick up furniture, I, I definitely did that and slept on couches in places that weren't ready yet, didn't have AC yet, didn't whatever, you know, um, you know, that's the stage you're at, then, then power to you. I, I found that as I do more and, uh, and all of that, you know, I, I started adding up how much time I was spending and gas in the car and all of that, you know, adding that up instead of just having it just delivered. Have you been furnishing all the rooms or no? Uh, I, I used to never furnish the rooms. Uh, I'm starting to furnish the rooms with just, you know, twin twin size matches for for both of them um most of them uh and then you know same with you know, obviously the bed frame um end table so a side table uh lamp uh a little bit of artwork and then um the the locks on the the door um as well as far as the bedroom so keeping it pretty simple Let me show you this master bedroom because you know airbnbs are um they're they're going down right now. So a lot of folks are closing down Airbnbs and this set of furniture in here, which included that dresser, that mirror, the bed, the mattress, the headboard, and this black chair, the picture on that wall and this picture right here. I just like it. <laughs> uh, that all of that was $300, the whole room, the whole set. And so wow. I actually, uh, four sets, four bedroom sets like that. For this house for uh $1,200 and it's just good quality it presents well and i found that that's something that you know when you're getting started or even right now i mean i bought it i bought these right now like this so i would say that you know keep an eye out for airbnbs that are shutting down um and buy the whole house the whole the whole house is worth the furniture it's so true it's so true uh three hundred dollars that's a steal yeah it's that's pretty killer um, I like it. I, you know, I can see it. I can see it going both ways. Right. Cause like the, let's see if he connects here. The, uh, the furniture itself, obviously is an added expense, you know, a little bit of extra effort can obviously help it kind of like, you know, in, in here or whatever, like having stainless steel appliances, whatever else. Um, you know, if you have that and you have good quality photos and the furniture, I would say is just at least par, um, you know, if not really nice, you can find deals like that, then by all means, it's going to market better. The photos are going to help it sell more quickly, things like that, for sure. But here's another thing, small detail that I do. And so here on the back balcony, I bought a set of dumbbells and a pull-up bar and a weight bench, right? And people seem to be happy that there's some sort of home gym at the property. And it's kind of like a small thing that you could pick up relatively cheaply as a feature to, you know, increase your tenants and turnover and that thing and that sort of thing. It's a good idea. It's a good idea. I hope, uh, I hope you got a liability waiver inside that lease. <laughs> Just rent a folks that can 
hold their own, I guess. I don't know. That's right. <laughs> uh, it, yeah. If, if you, if you didn't catch on, um, Frank and I rent to, uh, mostly men, you know, right currently. So uh, hence the, uh, the, the weight bench and all of that. So <laughs> it's good for them to be able to work out and release their tension. So there's no, no drama, right? It, it's just, it's a positive thing. Definitely. Definitely. Well, um, well, I guess shifting gears uh, a bit, the, the one that I'm in right now, I mean, and we're, we're still like, we've got some electrical that's going on. It's going to be hard to show all the rooms, but basically I'm sitting here. I'm in the, the kitchen right now. Whew. Here we go. Let's uh, yeah. So I'm in the kitchen right now. And uh, so it's going to be kind of difficult to show, but basically there's uh, one bedroom here, one on the other side of it. And then, you know, through here, which that used to be a walkway into an office. Like there's an office like straight through there um, as far as uh, that goes. And then we still don't have the garage done. Uh, the garage should be done probably in the next like week or two, but I want to get the ones internally in the house rolling. Cause I have people that are ready. <laughs> I mean, I started marketing this, you know, I do like a lot of pre-sale. So even like the week I'm getting ready to close a property, I'll go ahead and get it listed and go ahead and start pushing it out there. Telling like previous folks that maybe, leads that um you know one listing wasn't right for uh this one could be right for and i already have two or three people um and we're not even done with you know putting doors and you know uh the paint and you know mudding and um the trim in yet and we have people that are like trying to move in november 1st and so it's we're punching the clock um you know but if you if you add i think you're on mute there frank just a heads up uh, but if you add up all of the, the bedrooms and including once we're done with the garage, we're sitting at about uh, 6,800. Um, this house uh, is located and it's a little bit higher. Right. Uh, but, you know, that that being said, I have a higher interest rate on it, but it was a low entry fee. So the cash on cash still made sense. Uh, and once we once we finished it, I mean, we, we figured we've got about seventy five, eighty thousand dollars in equity in this one. And so, you know, we took the six percent interest rate. And lower lower cost to entry, but all total, my uh, my PITI is um, about twenty eight fifty, and then you know you back out of that. I mean, and uh, obviously if this one I have an equity partner, but you know you, you back out of that and you're sitting pretty nicely with uh, with with where the the total income comes in. And so um, as far as this one goes, I'm keeping it simple on the the furnishing. I've never been quite this aggressive with the room build out before i'm starting to get a little bit more aggressive as i work with pad split um as i start to be okay with you know slightly higher interest rates but if i have a super low entry obviously i prefer lower uh you know interest rates when i can get them um but you know it all it all kind of makes up for it if you can do two bedrooms in the garage you, you know you're taking the living spaces you're you're building those out and so for this one really all i have is the the kitchen a little bit of the entry to, to furnish, but then it's bedroom stuff uh, beyond that, as well as obviously the basics in the bathroom and stuff, um, you know, shower lining, shower rod, like all the, uh, you know, things you can think of, a plunger, um, basic cleaning supplies, like all the stuff that would just fit into a bathroom as well. So, um, yeah, so I, I jumped around a bit on that one, but this one's, this area has been great for us. Um, you, like, yeah, go ahead. In relation to the cleaning supplies and the like vacuum and I don't know, mop and dustpan and broom, um, I've created a, uh, a maid's closet in the property so that it has 
like a key code lock where you store the paper towels and cleaning products and this way they don't get stolen and and your maid can have good access to get in and clean and have an actual and have all of the inventory which she needs to get her job done right that's right that's right that's that's a really good way of doing it i i usually just yeah use the the coat closet as you walk into a place as where we keep everything um and then you know obviously sending cleaners through is i think good as like a deep clean kind of thing but you don't want to set the precedence that it's it's not an airbnb you know nobody's going to come you know clean up after them so you know there's definitely that between that like so for example on this property a maid's going to come through once a month and do a deep clean but also on the refrigerator i've put a whiteboard where you have the days and the tasks for everybody to mop or whatever needs to be done um, so that everything is kind of organized and i think uh, i tell the folks that you know, this, the cleaning lady, I'll continue to do it as long as you do your side of it. Right. And we've kind of worked together to keep this place clean. I love it. I love it. Got to have that uh, kind of partnership as far as that goes. And a, a little bit of peer pressure doesn't hurt uh, at all too. You know, it's like, if you know, someone's like, Hey, don't leave your crap out. And you got two, three, four, five other guys that also don't want you to leave your crap out. It definitely helps to have a little bit of accountability, you know, in that regard. So um, well, cool. Well, um, yeah. Anything else you want to add as far as uh, the place you're working on there or anything else you can think of? I mean, I would just say um, as you're underwriting deals, um, you know, like Reed's got a deal with a higher interest rate, but a higher room count and equity made sense. It penciled out. So you have to understand there's many different levers here to look at when you're analyzing deals, whether it's the interest rate, the PITI, you know, maybe you're looking inside that PITI, the taxes and the insurance. Um, maybe the property has equity. It's a great location with lots of rooms. Like there's a lot of things to take into account. So it's not only the interest rate, right? And it's not only the room count or the, or the rents that you're going to get. There's a lot of different factors to go into isolating these type of deals. And you, and it's, it's a sort of artwork as well of knowing kind of Oh man, that was, he was on a roll there. We'll, uh, we'll give him a minute. But I, oh, <laughs> you were on a roll. Keep keep rolling, my man. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I broke up there or not. But you you said you said it's kind of an art as well, and then you broke out after you said it's kind of an art. It's a little bit of an art sensing, you know, what the deal is and where you can leverage on it. Like I'm buying a deal right now in San Antonio that has a 15 year amortization. So because of the amortization schedule, it has a higher PITI. But when you look at it through principal pay down, because with the amortization, it's all going to principal. Um, it's not such a bad thing, right? Because everything else about the deal is great. You know, like it's got a high room count, perfect location, central, all these things. But um, the amortization is not quite right. So it's got a very high PITI and that compresses the cash flow. But when you look at it from an internal rate of return perspective, you can see that in three or four or five years, you've created a tremendous amount of equity with that aggressive principal pay down schedule, right? For sure. I, I think I saw that deal and it, it was very appealing for that reason. It was like low entry because it had a higher PITI and, you know, obviously beautiful home, beautiful location. Uh, and then, you know, if you're doing that with an investor, where investors doing that with you, it's just like that just that just means 
that just furthers the point of why you should have the uh, the exit conversation up front with people if you're doing this at all with people, right? It's like, hey, you know, we want to do this over five years and then we want to sell it. We want to do this over five years. You want to refinance it. Um, if you have that aggressive of a pay down, you guys could look at not refinance, but take a HELOC. You know what I mean? But basically pull equity out of it. Um, Use it as leverage, as collateral for leverage, right? And actually, exactly. that, I think you know which one I'm talking about. We're contracted on it. I'm going to close on Wednesday. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. That's awesome. Self-performed closing, which is a very important tool in the toolbox. That's great. That's awesome. I, I didn't know that one was closing so soon. So that's, that's exciting. <laughs> yeah, it's going down. Yeah. Are you uh, are you doing that one on your own, or are you bringing someone in on that one? So I'm buying it, you know, with my own money and taking the deed. But I'm looking to partner with an investor on it very soon. So I'll post it on my, you know, my profile looking for a partner. But it's already, it will be like deed in my company inventory looking for a partner to take it forward. That's awesome. That'll be. I think that's that'll be a great one for you, for yeah, sure. Well, so you have ten bedrooms there. So um that'll be interesting yeah you know what else is interesting is uh we were talking about this a little bit earlier off camera is um you know sometimes like this one that you're in right now frank um so you you bought that subject too you got it performing as a pad split rental um if you've been on pad split you know there's an entire marketplace for investors that are looking for uh pad split as essentially you know already set up for them and are willing to pay some some sort of premium for already having the work done for them. So uh, I think, uh, you know, whether you decide to, to really hold it or get it performing like this one, I, I think there's plenty of people that even would use conventional products to, to buy it. This this what? one that I'm in, it's going to be for sale next week. It's going to be listed on the pad splits marketplace. So any investors who want to turnkey pad split inside of one of pad splits core markets, it's going to be ready to go. And what does that what does that look like? We're not killing the uh, the three percent interest rate that's on it, are we? We're not destroying it. Fortunately, that's gonna go. <laughs> I have to have the benefit sure. with work, but uh, of course. I, I I I see what you're saying. We're not we're not getting rid of the loan. We're wrapping it and effectively being able to sell it. Paper sale is a wrap. That's right. I love it. I love it. I think it's a great strategy. Um, and that, yeah, that, that would be the hard part if, uh, if I were ever, like, if I was ever buying one of these and then going, Hey, you know, this is, this one's great. It'll be great for somebody. And then selling it is like, that'd be really hard just to, cause most of the properties on past split marketplace, right. They, they want their purchase price. It's not a terms type of offer, which is obviously what makes yours so appealing. It, they're going to have to go get conventional products like loan products and still make it cash flow. I'll probably offer this this property up at seven percent, right? Which is below what they would pay. So it's still not a bad deal for financing. Not at all. And, and you just save them maybe a month of their life for having to do all that. For someone that wants just good cash flow, it's actually a phenomenal deal. Right? It, it really is, especially if it's if it's on a platform or with a management company that is doing their job, like PadSplit does. It's it's a good match. I'm uh, I'm adding. I didn't know we could do this. We're learning new things all the time. I'm adding a uh, comment from the comments section here. Um, so PM and we'll talk about it. It sounds like you got a good deal there. That's awesome. That's awesome. I don't know who that was. It didn't let me see 
from this side, but definitely DM us. We can have a conversation around it. So anybody that's watching this, either live or after we post it, you know, Reed and I are constantly taking down and taking into inventory properties that we need to build out. And our ability to take down deals and negotiate deals outpaces our financial capacity to buy them. And so we're always looking for joint venture partners to, to, to assist us in the common goal of creating these cash flow investments. And we can we can enjoy the profits together and you can do so turnkey. Let, let Reed or a guy like Reed or a guy like I quarterback it and drive it to where it is at that point. Well said, well said. Yeah. And I think that there's, there's plenty of pieces. Uh, he, he fell off again. There's plenty of pieces um, in this puzzle, right? Cause there's, there's many different pieces that actually fit into getting a deal over the finish line. You may be another operator like us. You wouldn't necessarily want to, you know, work with a, another operator in that regard. But, you know, you may be either a private money lender, you may be someone that's looking just for equity and tax write-offs, um, and or you may just be a transaction coordinator that, you know, is just getting in the game. But there's many ways people fit into these things. So, is that, you know, if you're just a, if, if all you have to put into this is sweat equity, right, then go out and look for a deal and get it under contract, right? Find a deal that can have high bedroom counts and a core market for pad split, and then get it under contract and call me right away. Cause I'm ready to buy it and I can buy it tomorrow. I can self perform in 48 to 72 hours. And so as we build this, this network at NACO, the national association of co-living operators, there's going to be a lot of folks that come into this from various directions, wanting, wanting to be somewhere on the spectrum in participation from sweat equity to real equity. Right. And some folks have no equity, right. But they have a lot of time and sweat equity to put in. Some people are doctors and lawyers and they have a lot of real equity, but they have no sweat equity. And, 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 you know, we can find ways to joint venture in that regards and, and, and in the process kind of create a, a standard of excellence and expectation of performance and, and benchmark, right, for those type of projects. And, and I look forward to building the network here and to, and to see more folks become more active in anywhere along the spectrum, whether it's joint venturing and participating with an operator or it's beginning the process. Maybe you just want to get out and be a bird dog to start with and see if you can bring some deals to the table for us to close. Maybe you're able to, to wholesale and get a contract on your own. Bring it to us, we'll find, you, we'll find you the buyer or we'll be the buyer, right? And, or maybe you're, you're an investor that, that wants to participate but doesn't have the time or the know-how or the, or, the, or the willingness to do these type of things because it does take a certain type of disposition to be successful at it. So I really, I really would um, look forward to as this space matures and we start to kind of gather more momentum and traction and see more people uh, taking, you know, active participation in these discussions. And, and, and perhaps we'll even have some meetups in the future to, to, to network. Right. Definitely. Definitely. I love it. Uh, yeah. What a, what a great note to, uh, to finish on. I know we were trying to keep this one under 30 minutes, but anything else that you were wanting to, uh, to cover today? That's it, Reed. I Oh, buddy, I, I, I think we should keep bolstering this, this podcast and this initiative and pushing it forward as quickly and as aggressively as we can. And maybe we can bring into the fold some more very sophisticated and high-level operators and wholesalers and otherwise and investors and, um, and gain some momentum in this very lucrative space. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. Well, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to hopefully covering whatever deals that we're working on again, uh, maybe in a slightly different capacity next week. I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about that, you know, maybe catch up on the ones that we've uh, we've already been talking about. 
Um, and obviously we've been a little bit more structured the last four, five, six weeks with covering all the different types of people we see in this group. Uh, but yeah, keep the comments coming, keep whatever deals coming that you guys are posting in the, uh, the whether it be the group, uh, whether it be the Facebook um, Messenger uh, app, uh, whether it be uh, anywhere else. And we're actually about to start uh, distributing uh, this podcast across um, all the other platforms. We, of course, want to get a few reps in, uh, you know, the first handful of weeks, really just primarily here on Facebook. Uh, but we have someone that's working with us to obviously delineate out, you know, the video, the audio and start posting it, you know, basically where you can find podcasts. So uh, that's up next. And we'll be talking about, like I said, probably whatever deals working on uh, next time around. And uh, we will look forward to seeing you next Sunday. Cheers. All right. Cheers, guys. Have a great week.